Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Beckett Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And well, <laughs> we are currently recording this on Sunday morning. So I've got my Ooh. cup of coffee and everything like that. This is going to be fun, guys. Um, we're it's back. Been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, we're back for a new season. We took a couple weeks off just to kind of get life sorted uh, and also just take a little break from everything but it's in due time because today we're talking about the united states path to potentially getting into the rugby world cup but before everything i have a surprise for you guys and you thought i would totally forget about this several weeks ago you i we mentioned something on a podcast and you thought i would never remember this but today is the first inaugural Happy Hoop Etzabeth Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is. It is their birthdays, isn't it? Well, it was yesterday because oh, today yesterday. is the 30th. But I'm I gonna, this is the first. About that. This is Happy Hoop Etzabeth Day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? To celebrate Hoop Etzabeth Day. I mean, what a great way to start. I mean, what a great way to start the, <laughs> who bets, the first Who Bets About Day with Michael Hooper coming back. But yes. in order to start the podcast, I want to get a minute of appreciation for two of our favorite and most talked about players on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to set the timer for one minute. And all we have to do is talk about how great he is. they are. Okay. All right. Timer set, and Ethan, you want to begin they, it off? Sure, they'd be even greater players if they just lost to England every single time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, if they weren't too good, you know. Yeah. Well, Becca, you always love a good old Michael Hooper yes, match. Yes. Uh, I remember when he when I saw he was on the roster, I sent it to you guys immediately the other day. I'm like, he's back. It's over. And look at that. They got a nice win over Scotland. On his birthday. Yes, yeah. on his birthday. And I stand by as all Michael Hooper, even though I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. <laughs> you know I do I'm just assuming it's Michael. Know. It was all my. It had to be all Michael Hooper because it's Michael Hooper, you know. Well, we got 15 seconds left. So All right, that's a bet. Uh, uh, a little bit of that's a bet. I've been watching his Instagram, dude. He's got some time. huge biceps nowadays. Ooh, He's a, this is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember him in the Three, World Cup two, final against England. How one. great he was. Okay, no more. Sorry, guys. Uh, no more talking about him. Why did you do this to us? I thought that would be funny. It, yeah. <laughs> Well, because you guys uh, totally, you guys were like, you're not going to remember this. And, uh, yeah, I think we yeah. did, actually. I, I, <laughs> I forgot I have, about it. That's for sure. I <laughs> have it on repeat for every year. You know that, right? You, you actually yeah. put a reminder on your phone. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's, let's get back to the topic at hand, which is uh, our last World Cup qualifying spot. In contention, uh, starting what next week? Is that right? The sixth? Yep, sixth of November. So, as of recording day, seven days. Um, (laughs) So, uh, we've got uh, Portugal, USA, Hong Kong, and uh, Kenya competing. 
Um, and it is in Dubai, right? Is that right? Yep. That's why we, we have terrible watch times at like six or seven in the morning for some of our games. So, I mean, a lot of judgment there for me. I would like to, you know, watch my games at a normal hour, but I get it. I get it. You know, can't have everything, especially when, you know, you, you didn't qualify the first time you yeah. had the opportunity. I think um, I feel like they chose to go Dubai because it's like, I feel like in comparison to all the countries, it's sort of centrally located. And then it's, of course, like neutral. Yeah, it's 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 a good location. Maybe they all spend um, a lot of money. Who knows? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I true. Mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's also the Seven Stadium, and the Seven Stadium is pretty cool. That's yeah, true. it's a nice stadium. Yeah. Like you always watch it, or whenever you know the Sevens tournament all, uh, comes to town. I just don't know. Will there be a crowd at all? I don't know. We'll see. So. Um, to give you a lineup of all of the games, all the matches, you have um, first match is USA-Kenya, then Portugal-Hong Kong later that day. Um, following week is Portugal-Kenya, USA-Hong Kong, and then the last week is Hong Kong-Kenya and USA-Portugal. And I think that's intentionally set up that way because I think the expectation, at least of a lot of people going into this, is that USA and Portugal are the most likely to make it. Obviously, those are the only two teams who have made it and qualified for the Rugby World Cup right. of these four. So I think they, that's kind of the expectation. They they set it up to where the final match of the uh, tournament is more, most likely to be the uh, qualifying decider, I guess. I mean, my, my expectation is is pretty similar. I think we should beat Kenya and Hong Kong. And I honestly don't think we will beat Portugal, personally. I think Portugal looked pretty amazing for the last year and a half, two years. And I think they'll be coming into this tournament with some fire under them after everything that's gone down in uh, <laughs> Tier 2 rugby in Europe for qualification. <laughs> I mean, like I, we, like I said when we played Chile and those mat those matches like we just looked awful even the head coach of chile was saying we're a poorly run team like yeah, that's wild a lot of shade there yeah and you know guys i don't support the united states anymore so because of that he's moved on he's a Euro- he's a japan supporter now japan well no yes. didn't he say he was going to he was going to be a chile fan if if chile qualified yeah if us? chile qualified yeah yeah, yeah. so Anybody but anybody, anybody but the USA, unfortunately. So anyway, if the United States wins, I will be pleasantly surprised. I don't know. Well, I mean, we just got to look at like Portugal's last couple of games. Um, I mean, close loss to Georgia by uh, eight or nine, and then a loss to Italy by seven. I don't think we could do that. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I like. I'm worried. I'm for. I'm certainly worried. I think this. Like, I don't know. We, if we don't qualify for the World Cup this year, I think it's it's gonna be pretty rough for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, at that point, World Rugby is just like, all right, listen, uh, we're gonna take over USA Rugby now. We're putting in all of our people. Um, <laughs> we found these 30 dudes in England who won't qualify, who aren't good enough to play for England, but they're more than good enough to play for you, so we're moving them all <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Okay, <laughs> yikes. 
I mean, but, yeah, uh, they would benefit from a United States team being really good for a yeah. certain future World Cup. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things I do want to talk about, though, is like the dark horses of Hong Kong and Kenya. I guess I'm calling them dark horses. I don't really know. I think they're just the underdogs because obviously neither team is qualified for a World Cup. This is like a big opportunity for them uh, to make it. Obviously, like Kenya has consistently sat behind the usual uh, African World Cup qualifying teams. So I, I think, but like, I think this year they looked decent. Mm-hmm. In, in the Africa qualification tournaments. Yeah. All I'm saying is, I don't think South Africa has ever won the African Gold Cup. <laughs> so are they really the best African team? I mean, you know what? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they haven't won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kenya is going to win the World Cup. Wow. Bold claim. No, but but like... I don't know. I think it's I think it's worth looking at Hong Kong and Kenya and saying like like because we lost to Chile and Chile qualified for the World Cup for the first time like I think it's fair to say that USA could lose to Hong Kong or Kenya or both in this tournament coming into this next couple of weeks. Right. I mean and it's that- totally possible Hong Kong looked okay against Tonga. So, but I mean, it was forty-four to eight at one point, and then they just scored a little bit at the end to make it look nicer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I still think like I don't know. I think we have to be worried about them. I think it's mm. the the point I want to make is just like, well, what? Huh? No, go ahead, go fit. I'm sorry. Oh, all good. Um, I was just saying like it's just it's something that we thought like, oh, we could beat Chile, we'll be qualified, you know, like, but that's not the case. I think, oh, we can beat Hong Kong or we could beat Kenya. Like, I don't think it's, I think it's the same thing. I think we're, we're maybe concerned and taking a step forward, which I think speaking of moving forward, I think we should take the conversation into some of the people, the faces and the names that could help us qualify and talking about the released roster. Ooh, transition. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so right. um, I'll give the rundown real quick of absolutely. who we have. So in the prop department, we have David Ainu, Chance Wengluski, Fakasoi, Pifaletti, Nate Silva, Sylvia, and Jack Iscarell. Oh, and Paul Mullen. Uh, hookers, we have Dylan Fawcett. Capelli Pithaletti and Mikey Siciani Faggy. Uh, locks, Siausi Mahoney, Greg Peterson, and Kenny Nasakiki. Uh, back row, Ben Bonasso, Cam Dolan, Corey Daniel, Jemison Fanina Schultz, Monty Tongahuia, and Viliami Helu. Uh, moving to the backs, we have Nate Oxberger, Ruben DeHaas, and Ryan Reese as the three scrum halves. Fly abs, we have Aj McGinty and Luke Cardi. Midfield, Bryce Campbell, Chris Matina, Marcel Brocky, um, Paul Lasique, Tefite Lopetti, and our outside backs are Christian Dyer and Mitch Wilson. All that is on our Instagram page, by the way. Yes. yes. Yeah. If we, you want to take yeah. a second look. So, I guess let's let's look at the interesting 
selection choices that we talked about, who we talked a little bit about earlier. <laughs> Five loose head props and one tight head. Yeah, they're for sure just telling the tight head that they're going to be playing loose head. Right. I, I, which, I mean, honestly, you mean I don't know. Room, but yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, did it? yeah, might be. Might be. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it's one of those situations. It's like, why? You know, you have people who are practiced and run it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised Angus McClellan didn't make it after <laughs> yeah. last time. And then, obviously, the big glaring missing tight head is Tito Amisatelli. Who might just yeah. have been like, I'm going to focus on playing in France now. The heck with playing for the U.S. Yeah, well, also, uh, random thought. Are we in the international window? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I yes. couldn't remember. Um, yeah, we only have so we only have five international of our Europe-based players playing. I think we have, I want to say, somewhere around nine or ten uh, playing in Europe. Um, but... Psalm Witching has just been unavailable for a while, at a, as has Lemus Atelli. Right. And Joe Taufete um, tore a ligament in his hand, in his thumb, so he's out through injury. And then, CJ knows how it feels to mess up yes, a thumb. CJ knows what it's like. Out for at least 12 weeks, guaranteed. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, That's and then I think we have like one or two other young players in Europe that we just never called up. Yeah. Speaking speaking of players that um, we've called up, it's what eight eight players who have not made their debut. Right, correct? yeah, but I th- yes, eight players who have yet to debut for the national team. But to be fair, they've all been involved with the team. They were Mitch Wilson, I think, played an uncapped game for us several months ago, um, and then he played. Him and the other uncapped players, I think, were all in South Africa to play against the Curry Cup sides. Right. They were all playing with, what was right. it? Uh, the, what was the name of the tournament? I'm blanking. Um, yeah. Uh, that tournament. <laughs> that one. Italy and, like, emerging <laughs> Ireland went to play. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it, you know, it's a, it's a Sunday morning. It's scuffed. We're all right. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, looking at it all, um, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. Obviously, like, there's some glaring things that I think we've talked about a few times, which include the name of Cam Dolan, once yeah. again, uh, <laughs> being our, our primary eight man that looks to be our plan again and again, and I still hate it. I, right. I don't know what else to say. I, I still think Cam Dolan plays such an old traditional slow form of rugby and that's not what exists now there are three certainties in life death taxes and cam dolan being uh being on the roster (laughs) sad there so yeah i think i i I think they're just gonna go with cam dolan until he finally retires for his experience and um you know his uh, line-out ability. But yeah. at some point, we had to be like, well, let's give some other people a look, like uh, a certain Jason Dom, who did travel to South America with the Falcons to play. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, I mean, no bias there, but... Um, <laughs> good, good call. Yeah, but I think it's just, it's important to, like, talk about that, like, it, it he... 
I don't think what he's providing is near as much as what he used to in yeah. both the leadership and the field play. And I think you just need to move on. And I think, unfortunately, that might just need to happen with a new head coach. <laughs> that, that's, I think maybe, that's the only way that'll happen. Maybe Mario Ledesma, who showed up as an assistant coach on the USA roster. Surprise. Yeah, that I was... I take Mario Ledesma. He did. You he, know? You know, he beat the All Blacks. It would be it would be a um, uh, an interesting step, I think. Uh, I'm maybe that's what United States Rugby is trying to do instead of Warren Gatlin. Just go. Oh, hey, you know, Mario Ledesma is still an upgrade. Still, I was upgrade. about to say. I yeah. think it's still. I what mean, do you think? He's beating the All Blacks. Until until Gary Gold comes on this podcast, I still say anybody's better than Gary Gold. Yes. We could do. We could do a better. Anybody but Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! I, mean, to be fair, I will continue to throw shade at him until I, until I see him in person. I guess aside from like coaching uh, the British and Irish Lions, like he never beat them as Wales. Mm. So, Mario yeah. Ledesma's got him up there. True, true. Yeah. So, what what other names do you guys have that you think are like worth Should talking about? Involved. And yeah, so my like surprise omissions. Um, I would probably say is like, you know, Jason Dom at eight man. Cause really we have Finana Schultz who sort of, he, he, after his long red card band came back, um, to play in South Africa and I thought he was all right. He came off the bench a lot. Um, uh, another one I would probably say is maybe Connor Mooneyham at, uh, out on the wing. That's somebody who I was also surprised. Yeah, we're only bringing one specialist wing in Christian Dyer, who also plays a lot of center. Right. And I guess Chris Matina and Bracky can also play wing, but they're primarily centers as well. Yeah, Yeah, I was kind of surprised how weak I felt like we were leaving our back, like our our 11, 14, 15 set. Like, I I was kind of shocked that we, we kind of decided to... I don't know. Disregard it. I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Um, and I, I think I, yeah, you, you, yeah. yeah. And then probably my two surprise in like the front row, I'd probably say is Mason Peterson and Angus McClellan because I would say they're probably our next two best tight heads, and they couldn't get in. Yeah. So I, I, I also have another question. I'm going to diverge the conversation a little bit. Um. Do you really think we needed to bring three scrum halves? I don't That's a good think... point. So, well, know. here's my question. Were we limited to how many... Could we only bring 30 players? That's a good question. I don't... I'm not Is sure. Yeah. I, I would assume so, because it's... Cause, well, at the World Cup, you're allowed to bring... I, they know they updated it. Now you can bring 34 players before it was 32. Right. Well, I would have imagined it'd probably be similar player caps. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I but I, regardless, my thought is: is you're playing three games. Right. Are you planning to put all three scrum halves in? I would like, probably not imagine so. But I would imagine the idea is you have your starter, Ruben de Haas. One of mm-hmm. Reese and Oxberger is probably going to start be on the bench behind, and probably Oxberger. And then I guess you're accounting for well, if somebody gets injured. We still you need still a starting scrum half and a scrum half to come off the bench. But that that seems just kind of like peculiar because like you're then assuming that 
one of these guys is going to get injured. And it would be kind of slighted, say, if, like, Ruben Nahas starts every single match, and then Nate is the, uh, just comes in at the 60th minute every single time. And then you just leave out Ryan Reese, and then Ryan Reese is not getting any experience whatsoever. Right, yeah. I mean, it's total. well, yeah. It's I, I see why, because they, they probably are trying him. to get the experience into it, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Right. Well, I think that's why, sort of partially why they picked a lot of, um, uncapped players is they want them to get experience and Gary Gold probably sees them as if we qualify I need to have the you know we need the depth for when we actually go to the World Cup you yeah. know most of these most of if these we make it to the players World Cup. yeah if we make it most of these unclapped players I actually do like their selections Kenny Nasakiki I thought should have been getting into the squad for a while now because he's really good he's a really good option for both the back row and second row Jake Jack Iscaro is shown to be really good, even though he's only 22, 23 years old. And Nate Sylvia has was one of the better scrummagers in MLR, I think. So then, Mitch, Wilson, Mitch, Wilson, Mitch Wilson. Mitch Wilson's deserves, very good too. Yeah, he deserves to be in that squad. Chris I would, Matina, out of all of them, I'd say the only big surprises for me are probably Chris Matina why and Liami Helu. Well, Matina is just, I guess. Due to his, he's been with the squad recently, but he's, I think he's older than all the other debutants except for maybe Nasokiki. So, debuting someone who I think is almost 30 is, was a little surprising to me. That's fair. I can see that. Yeah. No, because, because if you want to look towards the future of the club or right. the, the, the team, you, right. you want to look towards developing younger talent or, or, in introducing younger talent and getting them into the system and bringing in somebody who's almost 30 is really not supporting that task, especially in a situation for like what we were just talking about is like, we are looking for more like specialized wingers and fullbacks who could fill those roles a little bit better. And Chris Matina is like, like you're bringing in an older primarily center, like to the Team and just I could see what you're saying by like that being a questionable pick for somebody to debut uh, here. I, I get it. I, I understand what you mean there. I, yeah. I, I think I agree but with I mean, you there. Actually. I could say the I same thing about Nasakiki because I think he's around the same age, but I just I've noticed him a lot more. I feel like he plays. You know, his name comes up more often in like top players at his position in MLR. So that one didn't surprise me as much because I know a lot of people have been calling for him to get into the squad for a while. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Well, um, I suppose let's start rounding things up a little bit uh, with any final thoughts. Um, I, so I, I, I just want to go out. Here's what my ideal from the players listed. Here's what I would pick. From my starting lineup, if we could go through that. Okay. So I would probably say, so my starting front row, I'd say David Ainu 100% needs to be the starting loose head prop. He does, he's a tremendous asset at Toulouse. He is the most experienced, I think, at top level rugby, and I think he's our best scrummager. Uh, of the hookers, I think it's got to be Capelli Piccoletti. He's been playing very well for Saracens, getting a lot of starting minutes lately. Um, Mikey Siciani Faigi is also very good, and Dylan Fawcett, they both are experienced and older than him, but I think right now 
he is probably our best hooker. And then tight head, probably Paul Mullen, because he's the only specialist tight head. Then I'd go Mahoney, Peterson at locks. Peterson's are easily our best lock. You know, plays almost every minute for Newcastle Falcons. Yeah. Mahoney, just huge body, need him out there. And then my backer, I'd say, Benasso at six. Uh, one of Corey Daniel or Tongahuia at seven. And then and you're gonna have to put Cam Dolan at eight. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to put Cam Dolan at eight. But that's not even like a. That's not even like a. If if he's like the best option, right? You just, just know gonna that's happen. What it's gonna be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That taxes and Cam Dolan options, playing eight. Yeah, Fernando Schultz. I think he's better than, or at least he's played a lot more recently. Fernando Schultz missed like almost all of last MLR season. Yeah. on the is fine, but I don't think he gets enough playing time. Mm-hmm. And then De Haas is the the fly hat the scrum hat fly half access real easy. It's to Haas and McGinty all day. Yeah. In my midfield, I'd say Campbell and Lapetti. They formed. I think they formed a pretty good uh, partnership. They're both bruiser, bruisers with nice hands. Um, and then my outside backs, I'd probably go Matina Dyer and Mitch Wilson. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll probably have a post uh, with our desired, as well as the, probably a post with who gets selected when it comes around to that time. Um, so if you didn't catch all that, uh, don't worry. Uh, Beckett will get it to you again somehow, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. Uh, CJ, do you have any final thoughts? Um, if we lose to Kenya next weekend... I'm a Kenya fan now. <laughs> Kenya all the way. What is what is Kenya's um, mascot? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be wearing I, black, red, and green. I think they're the lions. They their symbol is a lion. So okay, if 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 we lose to Kenya, I'm coming onto the podcast next time dressing up as a lion. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, now that's uh, recorded. So congratulations. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a podcast. Nobody's going to be able to see me. Uh, not if we take screenshots. <laughs> uh, regardless, um, my I think my final thoughts would be, I at minimum. We should go two and one, and I will be disappointed if we don't. But I, I, again, I don't know if I would be surprised if we fall short of that because I I think the expectation was is that we were to beat Chile, Chile, and we were supposed to get in, and we didn't. And now I kind of feel like I need to temper my expectations, and I. I don't know. We talked about some some roster things here that, again, like I don't know if I agree with or I think are choices that we need to move on from or we need to evolve from. And yeah, that's that's I think going to be a challenge for us. Yes. But I'm looking forward to these next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we surprise me and we qualify again. Uh, <laughs> it would be rough if we didn't qualify and we people look at us like, oh, this this is a team supposed to host in or a country supposed to host in the next like few I rotations. Do. So yeah. yeah. Um, oh, with that, CJ, I looked it up. They are the Simbas. The Kenya Kenya are the Simbas. Oh, like like the Simbas. Simba. Yes. Yes. All right. Awesome. So uh, for games next week, 
just as a quick reminder, there is USA versus Kenya, and there's Portugal versus Hong Kong. My bet's USA and Portugal. I hope it's USA and Portugal. I don't want to dress up <laughs> <No>. as Simba. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, once again, thank you for listening. And if you haven't, check out our website at tigerstockprod.com. Uh, it is uh, a great place for uh, getting more of our content. Beckett has been building out some blog posts in the last couple of months. We've uh, started building up and we're working on building our merch store. So we have some stuff up there now. Uh, it's I'm, I won't go through too much of it, but it's tied in with some like Clemson stuff uh, and some podcast stuff. Like we say no bias a lot. Thought it was funny. Made a shirt out of it. So please uh, check it out. Tigerstockprod.com. Shameless plug. I mean, we're plugging our own podcast, so I don't know if it's really could be shameful. <laughs> but yeah, CJ? Go watch some rugby.